Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Learning to Fly, the podcast. Today, it is officially true. Welcome back. We are here every single morning, just like we used to be. And today, I am super excited to bring back the ever-fabulous Brenna from Rose Colored Books. And I'm just so excited. Alrighty. How are you today, my dear? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Doing well, doing well. I am thrilled that you decided to join us back for this special mini-series of Welcome Back. Um, Creative name, I know. But (laughs) tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since we last talked. Well, uh, I recently got a job working for the uh, library district here in Las Vegas. So that has been amazing, honestly. (laughs) And just been hanging out, reading some more books, and, uh, yeah. And, I mean, there's a graduation we have to mention. Oh, yes. I graduated high school, finally. Finally. (laughs) And I know that we have talked about this, like, by ourselves, but any, any major plans or goals now that, you know, that big step is over? Or just hanging out and seeing where life takes you? I think I'm just gonna hang out and vibe by myself for a little bit and uh I guess we'll see if anything fun happens (laughs) fair fair um so since you mentioned it let's talk just briefly um about growth and the transition between volunteering at the library to actually having this this job tell me either a little bit about the process or what it means for you or um really just focus on growth with me for a minute So this specific library branch, and I mean district as a whole, but specifically the branch, I have grown up in. I have been going there ever since I was a child and attending children's story times and other events. And so when I got the opportunity to volunteer with them, I immediately knew that I wanted to do it. And then as soon as I started volunteering, I knew I wanted to work there from like the first day. I just knew deep down in my heart that was the place that I was going to end up. It's funny that you mentioned having grown up in a library. Um, I don't know if all our listeners can relate, but I absolutely can. In fact, special shout out to Levette Fuller, a.k.a. Dr. Spaghetti. Um, She ran the kids' story times when I was a kid, and she helped me learn that reading wasn't just a nerd thing. Um, And that also, whatever it was that you put your mind to, the library was a place to learn more about it and to be able to achieve those goals. 
Um, and I, I just know that you're going to be something like that for somebody else. So shout out to you as well, Brenna. But I, I had to sneak that in there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. It's so important that we let not even kids, but teenagers and adults and everyone in the community know that reading isn't just a, oh, it's something that you have to do for school. It's something that you're forced to do. It's like, you can find comfort in it and find enjoyment in reading. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so talking a little bit about, like, how did you get into volunteer? How did that process begin? It was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. <laughs> I was bored at home, and this was, like, 2018, so COVID wasn't even a thing yet. But I wanted it's to get out of It's sad we have to preface that. Right? <laughs> I wanted to get out of the house and to try new things, and I was a young teenager, so, like, mid-teens. So I just wanted to do some stuff, and I was looking on the library's website, lvccld.org, <laughs> and I saw that you could volunteer, and so I put in an application, had a little tiny mock interview process thing, and then the next week I was shelving books. <laughs> Alrighty. And I love that it was an organic thing. It was just like, I need something to do that I care about. Um, but also moving from volunteer to actually having a job, did that process look different for you than what we would imagine a typical job process looking like? It was, um, it was a very Oh no, did we lose you? Alrighty, so looking back at that process, what was it like going from a volunteer to an actual employee, um, especially compared to like what we would consider a normal job application process? It was a smooth and kind of gradual process, but it was also uh, pretty different in a few ways. Um, I was volunteering in the children's department out on the floor and actually shelving the books. And now I'm working in the back and I'm not out with all the people. I'm shelving holds, but I'm not really in the stacks and stuff. So that part was definitely, it took a little bit to get used to, but we've gotten there. <laughs> also, it's, pretty similar to volunteering and since I knew most of the job already from years of volunteering uh it was a pretty smooth transition fantastic and knowing that you run a fabulous bookstagram page even if you refuse to read the classics um which I just want to remind everyone Brenna has still not read the original um Peter and Wendy nor has she read Harry Potter um, so form your opinions as you will, but I will continue to tease her. Um, <laughs> I will accept the teasing. Um, so how does a job that is up close with books and learning about reviews and talking to people and, and your whole life is books for your paycheck, how does that change what's going on on your bookstagram or how you think about it or how you curate your content? Uh, well, I've definitely added a lot more books to my to-be-read list. It's <laughs> definitely grown significantly since I started working. Um, I don't know. It, again, it's kind of been a smooth transition into I have 
been trying to review books, not professionally, but as like an actual big thing in my life and being able to put what I feel about books into words and be able to review books for indie authors, which is super important to me as a writer and a reader and everything in between. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Being able to help get their books out in the world and support them in any way possible. So... Since you mentioned indie authors, which I think is amazing, um, what would you say to people who maybe are writers or are um, promoters or publishers that want to get their books on these pages, these bookstagram pages? Should they reach out? Should they, um, you know, offer advanced reader copies? What is what is an appropriate way to get those reviews organically? Uh, So, I know it's a little different for everyone. I would say your best chance is to reach out to a book tour company. I personally love Storygram Tours and the Hidden Hollow Book Tour, I believe it is. They are absolutely fabulous to work with as a reviewer and a bookstagrammer, and I can assume that they are also awesome to work with as an actual indie author. Uh, reach out to book tour companies. Obviously, there are way more than that. Those were just the two that I've listed recently. Um, for me, also, I do accept like unsolicited requests, like, can you read my book? Or even, hey, I'm working on this. Can you give me your insight and see if it's a cool idea? I'm down. I know some aren't. That's but fair. But it's, it's always have- worth the shot because the worst you can get is yeah. no. Or ignored, which is a no. But, like, that's the worst that can happen. Yes, absolutely. I always say just go for it, you know? Um, Speaking of the bookstagram side of things, if we had any listeners who wanted to start something like that, is it really just having a love of books that's that's the key thing? Or is it the know-how and the connections? Like, how how do you get into something like that? Oh no, I think we lost you. Stop frantically searching the internet. We're here to talk about My Noise 2, the new book from Ash Raymond James. It is like a takeoff in space, all about his life. It is going to inspire you, it's going to make your heart and your mind like fall in love again. It's going to redefine gravity. It's My Noise 2. Get up and start dancing. It's time. It's mind noise. Hey there, everyone. This is Madison from Learning to Fly the Podcast and Sincerely Blue Jay Poetry. Today, I just wanted to take a second to let you know about Nourished and Free, a recipe ebook written by Gabby Sorensen or Gabicado, my dear and lovely friend. Typically, this book retails for about $30, and you can find it in the episode description. But it frequently goes on sale as well. It's full of 80 easy, wholesome recipes that can be vegan, can be vegetarian, or you can mix it up and add your own proteins and your own favorite items. And it's really just a great thing to have in your repertoire. Alrighty, so I just wanted to take a second and let you know about Nourished and Free, one of the best ebook recipe guides I've come across so far. Thanks so much, and let's return to the episode.
Alrighty, so now that we're back and we actually covered everything that we were going to cover in this episode, we are going to talk about some fun things. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be June and it'll be fabulous and it'll be hot and summer everywhere. Um, while we're recording this, it's actually Memorial Day weekend. So um, I feel like there is no better topic for this than road trips. Also, tomorrow as we're recording this, so um, the 28th of May is National Road Trip Day. So we're going to celebrate um, belatedly with you guys and early on our end, and we're just going to run with it. Um, if you have objections, stop listening now. Um, <laughs> I know that you recently went on a road trip. I've recently been on a couple. Um, tell us a little bit about yours. Where'd you go? What are the highlights? And um, are there any good spots to buy postcards? <laughs> Oh, okay. So recently, my parents and I went to Laughlin, Nevada slash Bullhead City, Arizona for their anniversary. It was their 22nd anniversary. So Ooh, congrats to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went to a crap ton of bookstores and old vintage shops and thrift stores and really just anything that we could find. My mom loves crafting and I love books, so we kind of just meshed pretty well with that mm -hmm. to find all of our stuff. Um, we found some super cool stuff, obviously, going to, I believe it's the Mojave County Library, which is in Bullhead City. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's what it is. I think so, also, too. I've never been. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I got pictures, I just haven't shared them yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and also the Laughlin Library stopped in there. It's so tiny and adorable. I love it. <laughs> but we also stopped in uh, this super lovely bookstore that I just, it was so cool. It is the Paperback Book Exchange in Bullhead City, Arizona. And it's so cool. It's a used <clears throat> bookstore. So, already the stuff is pretty cheap. When we had a few books ready and we were just like, ooh, we're going to spend, like, way too much money here. The owner told us that books were only $2. Wow! <laughs> so, um, yeah. I got a huge stack. <laughs> That's Which awesome. Amazing. And it's, it's always nice when you find used bookstores, not just because you're saving money, but because you can find things that are out of print or aren't so popular, or you can find indie authors if you get really lucky. Um, yeah. And it's not even always about luck. It's just like, there's so many things you can do with that. Um, for example, yeah. I was in a class last night and we were talking about um, something called bag of books, which are, um, or sorry, book a bag buck a bag as in a dollar for a bag of books um and their uh salvation army and a couple of other organizations do them usually they're twice a year and they tell you to bring a bag that fits certain standards so a lot of times they'll say like a grocery bag or they'll say a 10 gallon trash bag or whatever size they want to do um and whatever books you can fit in there are one to five bucks depending on what the organization is and what size bag they tell you and we were in a writing group, so we were talking about different ways to use those extra books that you put in just so you can get your money's worth, even though you're already really getting your money's worth. Um, and we were talking about 
so many ways to use used books like you can do blackout poetry you can do art you can do collages you can make your own magnetic poetry kits um you can decorate them you can turn them into you know canvas you can do so many different things um but two dollars for a book is still a steal (laughs) absolutely and another thing that i've seen reusing and recycling books just to get your money's worth is something that's been going around on bookstagram and book talk lately is putting torn out book pages on your wall <laughs> and i think it's so cool if i had wall space i would i sadly don't i don't but i can't envision I this like you'll have to send me something absolutely i will because uh, it looks so fun okay cool <laughs> i'm sure it does but my brain is just like what <laughs> <laughs> it's really really interesting and i would again i would love to do it i just don't have the space fair fair um so since i had asked and i know you're a fan are there any good places in those spots to get postcards oh i have okay not really (laughs) i have a lot of vintage shops in bullhead city um but it was a lot of Route 66 postcards, which wasn't exactly what I was looking for. That's fair. That's I fair. Was looking for maybe generic Arizona or specific Bullhead City ones, mm-hmm. but if you're looking for Route 66 postcards, then yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, have like one. <laughs> it was um, frustrating. I had the opposite problem. We went to California um but all of our road trips that i'm going to be talking about were different places but they were all california and postcards are everywhere there because everybody wants to go to california um they sell them in the cvs they sell them in the gas station they sell them um you know by the fucking pier they sell them everywhere um we even went into a walmart because i needed a pair of shorts don't ask but i needed a pair of shorts and we went into a walmart and they had like six racks of postcards. Oh, um, dang. And this is just California because everybody wants to say they've been to California, right? And postcards are cheap. Um, but it was funny, the best thing, right? Because normally a postcard that's not like a tourist spot is like 55 cents. That's what they go for in 2022. Right. Um, and have for as long as I can remember. So at least 15 years. Um, We went to a pier in Oceanside, California, which is kind of a tourist spot, but not really a tourist spot. And um, I was able to get 35 postcards for $2.10. Dang! Um, I will not tell you that you can do that everywhere you go, but that was really freaking cool. Um, That's amazing. And our trip was great. Like, it totally didn't go as expected. Neither of them did. Um, but they were great. Like, we, we made up for those, those hiccupy moments, um, tenfold. And, you know, we had amazing time with the people that we missed because both times we went out were for, for friends. Oh, absolutely. Um, so never underestimate a postcard, but also don't think that they're dirt, dirt cheap anymore. You know what I mean? Um, but other than, I know that was your recent adventure, where are some other places you like to road trip or want to road trip? Um, no, c- Keep in mind, listeners, when we're recording this, we're both in um, Las Vegas proper. 
Um, so for us, a road trip might be, you know, California, Colorado, places like that. It doesn't mean we're discrediting anywhere else. That's just what's close to us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would love to road trip to New York, but alas, I cannot. <laughs> at least not at this moment. <clears throat> yeah. Another super fun road trip that I had, like, right before COVID hit, October 2019, I went to Phoenix, Arizona. No, Tempe, Arizona. Sorry. Uh, to go meet one of my all-time favorite authors slash actors, and that was absolutely amazing. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. That was a super awesome road trip. Um, also, Utah. Utah's super fun to road trip, too. It is. It is. Um, but you have to go for a specific reason, because Utah is one of those places yeah. that kind of exists in a void. Um, and unless you have a reason to be there, you're like, why the fuck am I in Utah? Um, again, it's not that we don't love you, um, but there are states that we do not love. Um, there are states that we vehemently despise. Um, but Utah's not one of them. Utah's just like, okay, cool. It's just kind of there. Exactly. Um, Iowa, you can burn in hell. People in Utah are great yes and i have a lot of friends who are in utah yes, uh, yes. it's just the state itself <laughs> um and also i feel comfortable telling iowa that it can burn in hell because i have analytics and as of as of yet i haven't had a single listener anywhere in the state of iowa in three years <laughs> um so that's part of my hate but that's not all of my hate <laughs> away iowa <laughs> exactly exactly <coughs> um Another really cool road trip, granted it would be longer for us, um, but road tripping from anywhere to Austin, Texas is really cool and really devastating at the same time. Once you get to Texas, you're counting cactus and they're so far apart that you're like, am I on one or am I on two? And then you get to the third one and you're like, am I on one or am I on two? I guess I'll start over. And like, um, But the rest of the road trip is really cool. And in Austin, Texas um, is actually going through lots of, of growth and rebirth, which is kind of the theme of our episode, which is why I'm bringing us back here. Um, and they have made impressive strides um both politically and culturally and um they offer some really amazing things that you won't find as easily in the south um especially in 2022 um and they have a really really cool boardwalk it's it's more inland but it's still a boardwalk boardwalk which is kind of cool um and they have like art shops and wine and paint and they have ice cream and paint and they have like you know shoot your own films here and they have like all this um this mural history and instead of paying people to do murals they say here's a white wall have at it um and i think that's really really cool um so yeah austin is a great road trip just warning once you get to texas have something to keep you occupied because again am i on one or am i on two (laughs) I've never actually been to Texas. It's so close, and yet it feels so far. It is both. It is both. Um, Thank you so much, Brenna. I am thrilled that we had this conversation. I'm thrilled that you're one of our welcome back um, guests. Before we go, I want you to reintroduce yourself just in case we have any totally new listeners. Um, Remind us where we can find and support you and what we can do to support um and you know thank you for your time give us a fun fact (laughs) uh fun fact i'll think of one maybe um (laughs) 
<laughs> that in itself could Instagram be a fun fact. That's true. My Instagram page is at Rose Colored Books, where I post about, <laughs> guess what, books. I also do writing updates and general book tour support, indie authors, fun stuff. Eventually, also... my books will be reviewed there. So if you're you're diehard yeah. learning to fly fan, maybe that's a great place to go. Um, sorry, I, I didn't mean to, but I had no, to. You're good. <clears throat> you gotta do a shameless plug every now and then. It's all good. <laughs> uh, I also have Twitter at Brenna Books, but I don't really use it for books, so I should probably change the username. <clears throat> uh, I post mostly ranting about either Ruby or 21 Pilots, as I also love those things, which I guess I will consider my fun fact. Alrighty. <laughs> um, thank you again so much for your time, my dear. Um, if you had to leave us with a couple words of wisdom, what might those be? Support indie authors always. I love that and so true to what you do. Um, once again, thank you because I can't say that enough because I'm so thrilled that we are back up and running and Learning to Fly is here to stay as a daily thing. I would love to make money off of it someday, but for now, it's here for you guys because you guys are awesome. Um, thank you so very much for tuning in to today's episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. As always, well, not always, but soon again, always, we'll be back tomorrow with more. Thanks so much, everyone. <laughs>